This is Evan Robb, and I am joined today with Laura Robb. Welcome, Laura. It's a pleasure to be here, Evan. Absolutely. You know, we are excited to be sharing some information from our newest book with Burgess Publishing called Team Makers, Dreaming, Collaborating, and Change. And in this podcast and additional podcasts, we're going to be talking about things within the book that we would like to expand upon a little more and have some conversations about. And today we're going to talk about growth mindset. Growth mindset is is certainly mentioned in our book and it, and it intertwines throughout the book. And based, you know, it, within the book, we based a lot of our information off of the work of Carol DeWick and draw some real contrast between a growth mindset and a fixed mindset. And we have some points that we would like to share as we move through this podcast. One of the things that we talked about in the book, Laura, is the how mindset can impact you know a child. And we, we gave an example of mathematics, where a lot of kids go through school and they believe that they're bad at math. And then when you have a meeting with their their parent, and you know if you're the teacher, you find out that uh, the parent had the same kind of experience with mathematics. And, and sometimes it just goes back generation after generation. And it does not mean that people are genetically not able to do math, uh, but sometimes their mindset simply doesn't allow them to because they just don't believe that they can be good at math. I agree, Evan. It, it almost puts like a, a wall between them and learning. Uh, and and they're so... Um, they're so into the fact that they can't do it that they're not allowing their mind to be open to the fact that maybe with hard work and support, they can do it. Absolutely. You know, within the book, we list our top five growth mindset beliefs that relate to the profession of education. And we want to share those now on the podcast and we'll expand a little bit on them. Um, I'll begin with the first one, which is uh, view problems and challenges as opportunities for change and growth. You know, challenges are part of life, and a lot of a lot of the way that we view challenges and approach challenges has a lot to do with the attitude that we bring to any given situation. And we encourage people to view a challenge as an opportunity and not simply just as a roadblock. I agree, Evan. And when you view it as an opportunity, you're already opening the door to change. The second uh, item on our list is uh, we want you to redefine the term brilliant because too often uh, people believe that some students are just very smart and always get A's and some aren't. And a, a lot of students believe this because they don't see the work behind getting that A. Um, everyone has a talent. Everyone can... Uh, can achieve in school. We just have to change our outlook. You're not born one way or the other, but you can do as well as your mind is open to let you meet and achieve a, a challenge and achieve it. That's a really good point, which kind of leads me right into my idea that I'd like to share, which is make learning part of your vocabulary. Your people who have a growth mindset are always learning. And so when we talk about in the book about the concept of agency, teacher agency, student agency, but a belief that learning and learning is important, there is value in learning, and that you always need to be learning. Um, because sometimes people can approach a particular task, and this can be true of kids, it can also be true of adults, and just quickly say, well, you know, I can't do it. There's no way that I can do that. And if your mindset is focused more towards a growth mindset, 
you'll start understanding that it may be easier for some people to do something because certainly some things are more intuitive to some people but most people can do can do things pretty much everything if they work at it if they apply themselves and if they're diligent with their learning you're right evan you know human beings are smart uh, and 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 we have to keep that at the forefront of our minds. The other thing is, if you are learning all the time and you have curiosity and want to c continue to learn and learn more about different topics, it's really a, a, a 2020 idea because when you have that growth mindset outlook, you become an analytical and critical thinker and a problem solver. And those are the traits we want teachers, administrators, and students to cultivate. So the next um, idea is to change your view of criticism. I think that we have to not call it criticism, but call it feedback. Feedback is there to help you improve, to give you another person's perspective or point of view on something that you did. Uh, you might disagree with all or part, but, that's, but having a conversation about it is part of learning. Yeah, you know, it, criticism is, is hard, you know, and it's hard for us to receive as adults and it's hard for kids to receive. And sometimes, uh, you know, I, I can re reflect when I was a classroom teacher that, you know, the, the criticism or the constructive criticism that I might give to a student, I was not necessarily that willing to receive myself as an adult because you get sensitive and, and things feel very personal. But what I can say is that if you can kind of reflect on that and view criticism in a different way, start viewing it as a challenge to be more self-reflective, a challenge to potentially improve, it can help someone or help you be on a pathway to, to being better. Absolutely. And the last item is extremely important for everybody in a school community and in life, and that is uh, Carol Dweck's favorite word, yet. We need to bring the power of yet to our classrooms. In teachers' uh, teachers' rooms where I work, they have big charts that show talk about the power of yet and tell kids that you might not know it today, but you might know part of it next week. And and it's this gradual growth into understanding, and it takes a different uh, amount of time for each person in your classroom, and that's something else for us to understand. But we have to hold out that power of yet, that hope to children, uh, and encourage them to work hard and not give up. Yeah, I think it's a really good point. You know, hope hope is important for kids. We talk about that, and we mentioned that within certain writings in, in this book a little bit too, with, about grading and the importance of, of kids to have hope when it comes to grading. But the power of yet it can be very impactful. I think one of the things that that we we want people to think about is it can't exist in isolation so for it to work best within a school you know to really get that strong collective efficacy kind of environment the teachers need to feel empowered to live that way with their learning and their professional development the principal of the building it needs to be that way also because you know if the principal of the building is living in a fixed mindset the likelihood that 
teachers will be communicating the power of yet within their classrooms is not very high. At best, it would just occur here and there, but it wouldn't be uh, the powerful force that it could be if it was across an entire building. So all of the adults need to start thinking and reflecting about how the word yet can become part of their vocabulary and part of their professional learning, and then be able to impart that and share that with kids as they work to develop also as learners. Absolutely. And I think it's important for kids and to share when they when they and and to be celebrated uh, by the teacher and and by their peers when they reach a goal. I, I had a teacher who had a big chart with the power of yet and when a student reached a goal, they could or could not write their name and the goal they reached and and a, a, a sentence about how they felt because what it's doing is it's sending messages to other students I got there you can get there yeah it's a really powerful example so this concludes our podcast on team makers today we talked about growth mindset and the power of yet and shared some of the ideas that are impactful to Laura and I we hope they help you as you reflect on your teaching your learning and your leadership and check out more podcasts from Laura and I on Team Makers, which is available on Amazon.com, Dreaming, Collaborating, and Change. We encourage you to check that book out. Thank you very much, Laura. Thank you, Evan.